The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing how generative AI can significantly impact art, design, and content. Joining me is Brian Piper, who is the Director of Content Strategy and Assessment at the University of Rochester, which is one of the world's leading research universities. Brian has a long tradition of breaking boundaries, always pushing and questioning, learning and unlearning. And today, Brian and I are going to be discussing generative AI's impact on the content landscape. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Brian Piper, Director of Content Strategy and Assessment at the University of Rochester. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jordan. It's a pleasure to be here. In fact, I should say welcome back to the show. So I'm, I'm, I you know, need to clean that up there. But maybe let's get started with just a little bit of, of context on this topic. Let's let our listeners know a little bit more about what are you thinking about when you say generative AI and the impact on the content landscape? I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people have some sort of notion of what that is, but would love to get your definition or view on this. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of AI tools and we're seeing more and more of these come out, but the generative AI are the tools that people can use to create content, to create images. You feed in a prompt, you tell it what you want, and it spits out 
something similar, hopefully, towards uh, to what you're actually looking for. So, you know, when we talk about generative AI, we're talking about, you know, tools like ChatGPT or Bard or MidJourney. Cool. And with respect to the content landscape, are you taking the viewpoint of how this, how we leverage these to generate content, which I think is obviously a very hot topic, or is it more about what's happening in this like ecosystem or this industry at large and where are there certain pockets or, or certain categories of larger impact? Yeah, I think, in, and it's both. I mean, they go hand in hand together. So there, I mean, you can put in a prompt to chat GPT and ask it to write a blog post for you. It will write that. You can copy and paste that right into your website. I certainly don't recommend doing that. So there is that, you know, pure content generation where it's actually creating your final piece of work. I don't think that's a good use case for any of these tools right now, especially since there's still all sorts of issues around uh, copyright usage, their data sets, things like that to consider. But, you know, we're going to see, I think we're going to see these tools more and more integrated into all the apps that we use. We're going to see this in all the Microsoft apps, you know, in, in Google Docs. Everything is pretty soon going to have one of these APIs built into the system. So I think it's definitely going to change and enhance the way that we create content. But then on the other end, it gives us the opportunity to generate a lot more content. I mean, it makes the content creation process more streamlined, easier for a broader audience. I think we're seeing more and more people who always said, I'm not a writer, I'm not a blogger, that's not how I create content saying, oh, no, I can do this now because this tool will come along and help me figure this out. A couple things to unpack there I'd love to get your perspective on is how much of this is, how much of this is about accelerating the speed or the, the effectiveness at which you can produce content? And how much of this is about producing a quality output? That I think is one of the big mysteries that is still yet to be defined effectively, right? I mean, even in my own personal utility, I, I find that to be a, a great challenge. And sometimes the two of them kind of contradict one another. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you had said something in one of your previous interviews about how your wife was just using the tool to generate a never-ending honey-do list. So, I mean, I think there's, <laughs> there's good and bad uses of, of these tools. And I right. think when we, when we started looking at the tools, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of, of downsides to people having access to these tools and just using them for the sheer purpose of creating as much content as they can, you know, trying to game the system and get those rankings and just target particular keywords. And I think that's going to lead to more, a greater volume of content out there that we're all going to be competing with. But that content's going to be more general, more inaccurate. It's going to be using data sets that we know have inherent biases. They, they'll tend to be non-targeted content unless people really start figuring out how to create these, these prompts. But I think for the people that are really focused on using these tools to increase the creative process, you're going to find them spending more time doing the creative strategic work and leaving the routine tasks and the, the automation to these AI tools and to, I mean, you can do so much from a, a repurposing standpoint using these tools, 
that can save an immense amount of time. But you have to be careful that you're you're checking everything that is created with the with that and making sure that it's it's the right message, it's the right audience, it's the right channel that you're that you're putting that content out on. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. No doubt. And are there, as an expert here in the content marketing space, are there certain areas where you feel there's going to be more application or better application of generative AI and content marketing? Oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, it really takes the marketer to understand what your goals are, what your strategy is, and who the users are you're talking to. And I think you can get a lot of insight into that from these different AI tools. I think they can help immensely with uh, all sorts of processes from, you know, and when you're talking SEO specifically, I mean, it, it can help you with coming up with better outlines, finding better documentation but really looking at expanding your keyword research when you're looking for semantically related keywords to target. These tools are fantastic with coming up with different ideas and different ways to reach your audience, but you have to be able to input the critical elements the AI tool will never know. Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree with you. The functionality of generative AI and its ability to organize synthesize the work that we've been doing for years, whether it be topic clustering or consolidating a long-form message into a short-form summary or the inverse, taking a short-form summary and turning it into a long-form piece of content. Like These are like high-value and high-utility and high-impact type exercises. I think that the, the real interesting piece and in segueing here into the risks right, that I anticipate is that a lot of folks have shiny object syndrome with this thing right now, right? Whether it be ChatGPT or any of the other technologies, right? It's just like, holy cow, this thing can literally do my homework every single day in every single class. And I'm like, not so much. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> so I'm curious to get your take a little bit on where the risks might be. How, as content marketers and SEOs, should we be mindful of these risks? Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of the risks fall on how you use the tools. If you're using the tools to generate content and copy and paste that content, 
you're exposing yourself to all sorts of risks. I mean, they've already said you can't copyright purely AI-generated content unless there is a lot of human editing that goes on afterwards. So if you're putting out pure AI-generated content, you don't really own that content. And then the fact that that content is only as good as the data set that it is fed from leads you to uh, all sorts of issues with diversity issues, bias, and you know just the facts. Because we have seen case after case of these AI tools generating just false content and fake content. And there's already sorts of lawsuits that are out there against a lot of these different tools because of because of that. Yeah, no doubt. I think there's not only the risk of impeding on someone's genuine intellectual property, but then there's also the risk of, and I think this is one that isn't really discussed enough, the risk of losing your customers and your followers and your your genuine audience, right? Like if you go through this process of just automating your experiences, I think there's a huge factor of, or there's a huge risk of having disingenuous or very non-representative content to your brand and to your message. And I think that's really an interesting topic that just isn't talked about enough. And candidly, I don't think there is a generative AI technology yet that can understand the predictive brand message and future evolution of your company's message. It just doesn't exist yet. Maybe it'll come, but I don't think it's there yet. Yeah, absolutely right. And you know, we talk about this in the second edition of Epic Content Marketing is the fact that content marketing is all about building that trust with the audience and delivering this high quality, valuable content to them that answers their questions and helps them solve their problems and has them coming back to you on different channels and looking for other places to find your content and connect with you and come into your community. And I don't think that there are... If they find out that you are creating and delivering machine-generated content, you're going to erode that trust. No doubt. And, And for our listeners, you should definitely check out Epic Content Marketing. This is Brian's book. He co-authored it. And check it out on Amazon. Get a read for this as... I really feel our own education and our own knowledge on how to leverage strategic content marketing efforts will amplify the way we go about the process of using generative AI. They're not necessarily two streams going in different directions. They actually have to work with one another. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have, we've got a whole chapter in the book that's all about optimizing your content and goes deep into SEO. And we have a whole chapter in the book all focused on you know, AI tools and Web3 and community and superfans. So it's a a very inclusive book. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Okay, that wraps up this episode of Voices of Search podcast. Thank you to Brian Piper, Director of Content Strategy and Assessment at the University of Rochester for joining us. This is part one of our interview. And tomorrow, we'll be publishing a new episode with Brian where we will be discussing conversational search and how it works in the SEO landscape. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Brian, you can find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Brian W. Piper, or visit the university's website, rochester.edu. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.